Happy Tuesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this marvelous Tuesday by the one, the only, Eric Ruby himself. We've got DJ Danielle behind the Mac, guys. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to get into some Pac-12 basketball power rankings. We're going to see how ASU fits in to a conference that is kind of stacked, to be honest with you. But the meat and potatoes of today's show is definitely going to be the conversation going on in the Sun Devil community as it relates to former athletic director Ray Anderson and the investment into traditional non-revenue sports at Arizona State and how it's potentially impacted the revenue sports, Arizona State men's basketball, Arizona State football, and as to why there's a revenue sport at ASU that some people may not necessarily know of. But before we get into all of that, guys, do us a favor. If you're listening on audio, leave us a five-star review. If you're watching live, hit that like button. And Eric, how was your Monday, man? How was your Monday the other day? You had it off, yeah? Yeah, I had uh, had Monday off. It was nice. Uh, I just sat the entire day scrolling my timeline and watching everybody bicker about ASU funding and who should and who shouldn't get money. And it just seems like the space is in a really good place right now. Everybody's happy. Everybody's Every- friendly toward everybody's one another. Friendly. Everybody is understanding. We see people shaking hands, absolutely, people, kissing babies. It's just we're singing it's a, kumbaya. It's a beautiful time in Arizona State athletics. There's no tension. Uh, there's no losing no it's just it's been a perfect i don't know like year two years it's just it's beauty it's grace it's arizona state maybe that's exactly <laughs> that, that's a shirt right that's there exactly it's, beauty, it's grace what it's arizona state it let's go ahead and, and take it the first tweet from chris cartman of sun devil source he had tweeted this out uh the other day and if you didn't see it this is what it says This game concludes the worst two-season stretch of ASU football since World War II, a direct result of the failures of ASU's president and now former AD. They preferred expanding sports and being middle of the road or worse in budgets for the only sport that funds all of the others. Now, there was another tweet followed up by Chris Cartman right after that that read, Ray Anderson said ASU should reliably be a top 25 football team, but there are no reliably top 25 programs that are outside the top 25 in AD revenue. ASU 34th among public schools while also supporting 22 plus sports. ASU offers 26. This is not a coincidence. It's Coral. I've never even seen that word in my life. Corollary. Corollary. So you know, like when something <laughs> when something correlates with the other. No, no I got that. I've just okay. never seen that okay. word. Never ever typed it my, out. Or you never typed it? it out in my entire existence. In 26 years, I've never seen that word. And this is the interesting part. ASU hockey coach Greg Powers responded in a lovely, sarcastic way, saying, "Makes sense." <laughs> and he had some <laughs> tweets to follow up after that, just kind of explaining why ASU hockey. Um, it is a revenue sport at Arizona State. And some of the numbers um, outside of just hockey, his tweet said, football is the driver for the athletic department. And with Kenny Dillingham driving that bus, he will get it to where it needs to be. Hockey is never and will never get in the way of that. In fact, hockey is part of the solution. Goes on in the thread to say the 2022-2023 um, hockey season at Mullet equals three and a half million in ticket sales alone. Second in college hockey, projected higher in 23 and 24, three million a year in sponsorship alone, 10 year naming rights, well into the seven figures for community iceplex. Uh, and then NHL at Mullet is also equaling seven figures annually in revenue for ASU. Hockey equals revenue sport at Arizona State. A ton to break down Jeez. in all of those tweets uh, to kind of further break down the athletic expansion that is Arizona State. I'm just curious, the initial thought that you have, before, again, that you you get too into the weeds of everything here, just your initial response to seeing this conversation and really a hot topic amongst the Arizona State community. I think, unfortunately, uh, the not the truth, but the best place lies in the middle ground where probably nobody wants to, <laughs> to be. Everybody wants their site. To be right. Yeah. And I, I think from Cartman's perspective, like I understand where he's coming from. Like ge- genuinely, if you look at the amount of varsity athletic sports that ASU offers compared to many other top programs and top colleges in the country, like their, their number is, is higher than the others. And yeah, it, it costs money. It costs money to run those programs. And when your football program, which in every single school, 
you would probably argue, except for maybe some of the major basketball schools, like even a, a Duke, but their football yeah. program is getting better. Football is that driving force. It's that driving moneymaker that allows the other stuff to happen. Cartman's point was that you're putting the cart before the horse where you're doing all this expansion and you're putting all this money into things that are good. Having a triathlon team is good. Yeah. Having a hockey team is great. Having extra sports and things for people to come in and to bring in all sorts of different types of athletes and minds from across the country and have Arizona State be a hub for that, that's that's fantastic. But at the same time, Carbon's also right when they haven't been putting the money where it needs to be in football. Yeah. And that sucks. Like, I'm not here to say that football is better than any other sport. I think you can argue popularity and numbers, but I don't think you can argue that one sport is necessarily better than the other. But some things are just stone-cold facts. And the stone-cold fact is that ASU football can be and probably should be your big main moneymaker. And when you're sitting in a program that's struggling to have NIL funding and has the coach literally out there begging and saying his number one priority is to get NIL donors, you need more money in your program. And yeah. if you have started things, you're not going to just cut them off and finish them. I I get what he's saying. They probably should not have expanded and they probably should have waited, put the money into football, made money, and then opened up non-revenue sports. Yeah. I look, this is there's there's a couple different ways to look at this because there is going to be the immediate opinion driven point of conversation where you're like, of course, Arizona State should expand, right? You're giving more mm -hmm. opportunities to student athletes who wouldn't necessarily have that. You're allowing um, a, a whole new generation or a whole new fan base, I guess, um, of a specific sport bleed that maroon and gold and it can tie in in a bunch of other ways and then there's obviously the point that you bring up the point that chris cartman is kind of hammering home here in terms of the actual legitimate numbers and i think there is truth to both sides like you said i think the middle ground um is really where this conversation lies but asu does have they do have 26 sports which is a ton of sports to have again with the majority of them reporting operating losses uh, i i do want to get to at least a, a part of an az central article that was published at the start of this year just in terms uh, of reporting the numbers for the 2022 um year right so the article goes on to say the asu athletics department reported total operating revenues of 121.1 million dollars in fiscal 2022 the most since a record 121.7 million in 2019 revenues increased from 117 million in 2021 when the when the university provided athletics 57.9 million in institutional support to help mitigate pandemic related losses 10 times more than it gave the year before and more than any other public university in the United States, according to a review by the Republic of Public Records compiled in the Knight Newhouse College Athletics Database, right? ASU also provided a then record 11.3 million in student fees. And I don't want to get too deep into the, the, the gist of this article because I'll just be reading numbers at you. But I think this no, is... No, keep going. I'm this, on the edge of my this seat. This is, I think, again, for <laughs> before we get into the whole like conversation of like, was it right? Was it wrong? Because right. I think there are people that, you know, they, they side one way or another and it's, it's hard uh, because there are kind of two different philosophies here when you're having that conversation. But specific numbers, the ASU Athletics Department's largest reported revenue streams in 2022, which again last year, were media rights payouts, which was $27.8 million, combined institutional and government support and student fees, $26.4 million, royalties, licensing, advertising, and sponsor sponsorships, $21.6 million, donor contributions at 20 million and ticket sales at 14.1 million. And now that's obviously not necessarily broken down in this article by sport. If you want to do that, uh, there are websites to actually go and take a look at the exact numbers um, for which sports are providing revenue for the university, Arizona State football being one of them. Uh, but just in terms of the numbers side of this, I think there is truth to it. I think you, you look at the amount of money allocated toward the football program, toward the investment in men's basketball. I think as it stands specifically when it comes to football versus basketball, it is a little bit different. And again, we're not going to get into the exact numbers that the university is allocating per sport here. But when you talk about ASU men's basketball, I think the conversation is far less about NIL and far more about a new arena 
right? Yeah. Trying to get this program set up for success long term, get this program to not necessarily be a laughing stock when it gets to a Big 12 conference that is known for its basketball programs. Yeah. And then on the other side, you look at football. And I feel like that conversation is more of NIL, more of how can we offer potential student athletes at Arizona State the most amount of money, the right opportunity to come change the program here? Because we've had Ralph Hampson on the show and talk about it where we believe that this is the right staff in place. You just need to get the right personnel. And in this day and age of college football, personnel costs money. Legit. It costs, it. it costs a lot of money if you want to go out there and get some of the best players in the nation. And then you go out and you look at some of the other sports at Arizona State and kind of how they're impacting not just, again, financials at Arizona State, but the entire vibe around Arizona State athletics, I think, is a super important part of this argument that needs to be considered, right? Will in the chat, the, the philosophy that led to ASU hockey, getting the funding they did was the same philosophy that destroyed the Pac-12. It was a gamble and ASU won the hockey gamble, but lost the conference. JJ in the chat, pumped, supportive of the hockey program, Greg Powers and Mullet Arena, but the fact the school built a state-of-the-art hockey arena before renovating DFA is wild on paper. I agree. Yeah, I absolutely true. agree with him on that. It's true. It's hard because... I don't think in a normal world you should want to pick, okay, it's hockey or it's basketball and it's yeah. football, right? Like that's stupid because both, all of them should all live harmoniously and should all make money for the university. But like DFA, I'm telling you, man, like the first time that I ever went in that arena, which was over a decade ago. Not good. Like I was already like, oh, this is, this it's not is, a good arena. This is uh, ugh, yikes. Now, guess what? 10 years later, nothing's changed except for the name. That's it. Yeah. And look, like you said, you're going to the Big 12. You're going to be put on display for everybody. You're going to have some players come to your court and be like, hey, yo, like that's the worst court I've been to in the entire Big 12. Yeah. And then they're going to talk to all their friends because athletes talk to athletes and ASU is going to be known as the worst basketball facilities program in the entire Big 12. And when you're in the Big 12, if your basketball program's not great, that's a pretty big deal. At the same time, though, like I, I think the same thing with Cartman, and, and he put it, this is the one tweet that I think from Cartman he should have led with, mm -hmm. but he didn't, and I think that got people really upset. It's not football versus other programs. It's football for other programs. Can't put the cart before a horse, like I said earlier. At Alabama or Oklahoma, I would be arguing for sports expansion. They can afford it. I would never tell Ohio State fans expansion was bad, etc. And... ASU always wants to be at the forefront of everything. They tell you in their billboards, we're number one in innovation. They want to be like a hockey school and have hockey in the desert and be one of the best teams in the country. Like ASU hockey is one of the most talked about college hockey programs in the entire country. Yeah. Like they're not the best, but they're at least talked about and they play like really, really well. It's just at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, you have to put money into football. You have to put money into basketball. Your appearance matters. Teething your NIL donors. If I'm an ASU alum who's worth $2 million, I'm only worth $1 million, not two. So good I can't, to know, good you know, to I can't know. be an NIL. But if, I, if I'm an ASU alum and I'm walking into DFA and I'm sitting there, I'm like, why would I put my money towards something that they're not willing to put their money towards? Oh, yeah. So... You have to definitely look at Ray Anderson. I, like, I'm I'm sorry, but he's like, oh, no, everything's great. You know, we're adding all these programs. Like, there's a reality where you can add all these programs and it doesn't impact anything. But, like, the, the football program has been drastically, drastically impacted by everything going on the last couple of years. Basketball has not seen a major uptick in facilities, in team, in record. Like, it, even in just hype surrounding the team. Yeah. And how long? four it's been a while five six seven eight nine ten like it's just they put themselves in a really hard position and now it's their job to get out of it and usually you can get by with having sports that lose you revenue but if your football program is not going to be rebuilt in the next couple of years you're hurting yourself you're hurting Car yourself. Cartman is basically saying like watch what happens and they might have to cut some of these sports which i think nobody wants like nobody wants asu to lose any sports at all. 
Unless, I don't know, maybe you do, but no, I, 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 I definitely don't want Arizona State to, to have to lose any sports because it obviously impacts, you know, far more than just the fans. It impacts a lot of student athletes, their families, um, et cetera. I do want to get to some more comments in the chat because I think this is an interesting discussion, not just for us, but for everybody in this Arizona State community to have a little bit of a voice as it relates to this. Um, we are surrounded by stupid in the chat, says money sports slash football, baseballs and both basketballs. The others do not change. Sharon in the chat, at this point, I don't think it matters who is right or wrong. Hockey is here, and it's successful. This argument hurts ASU sports now. Supporting main programs, including hockey, helps all programs. Um, look, it is, again, this is such a unique argument, and I, I like the the idea that Chris Cartman brings up just in terms of you, you wouldn't have this conversation at Alabama. You wouldn't have this no. conversation at Ohio State. You wouldn't have this conversation at Oklahoma. But my question, or I guess not really my question, but you have to understand also in that retrospect that Arizona State is not Oklahoma. Arizona State is not Ohio State. In terms of athletics, the university presidents are different at these universities. you got to look at the geolocation of these specific universities, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. They are not in a major metropolitan area the way that Arizona State is is with multiple campuses, downtown, Tempe, Lake Havasu, Poly, et cetera, right? Like Arizona State has a further reach in the state than Ohio State and all and some of these other universities have because they're like in reality, that's all that they have, right? Yeah. Oklahoma, they've got the Sooners. In Alabama, you have the Crimson Tide. Yeah. In Ohio State, you got the Buckeyes. In Arizona, you have the Suns, you have the Coyotes, you have Arizona State, you have the Cardinals, you have the Diamondbacks, right? You yeah. have so many different and outlets. That's it. Not a single other college, no <laughs> other school. It's it's just those teams. But that this it. goes back further than just like the 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 conversation of like finances. It seriously goes back to the ideology of some of these people in charge of a Ray Anderson, who at the end of the day doesn't necessarily get to make all of these decisions by himself. I know Ray is going to take a lot of the blame here. Um, he's going to be the scapegoat at the end of the day, and that is what it is. But Michael Crow, he's known for his philosophy in terms of innovation, right, for research. So this can't necessarily all fall on Ray here. I know, again, there's going to be people that want to pin it all on him, but we don't necessarily know how much of these conversations between Ray and Dr. Crow in the past have gone maybe in that direction, have gone maybe in the direction that Chris Cartman is saying in terms of, okay, you know, maybe we should invest a little bit more money here and then in the future we can do X, Y, and Z. Like we we don't necessarily, we're not behind the curtain when it comes to something like that. But I do know that Ray was a big proponent of ASU hockey. He was a big proponent of getting Mullet Arena done and Mullet Arena obviously getting a, a giant investment to actually get that arena going and to be what it is now. And it like, regardless of what anybody wants to say in terms of finances, Arizona state hockey is on the up and up. Yeah, it is. It, it seriously will be, if it's not already a revenue sport at Arizona state, if you don't take my word for it, ask the one, the only Craig Morgan, one of Arizona's just best reporters. I think that the state has ever seen. Oh yeah. Uh, he'll gladly show you the numbers and have that conversation with you. And like, it's it's you see on social media the jokes right of like oh we're a football school or oh we're a basketball school or oh we're a hockey school so like at a certain point in this conversation when you invest in football when you invest in basketball not to say that Arizona State has but when you invest in those sports and you don't necessarily see the return on them then that point of conversation comes of like okay but like Maybe this sport is growing, right? Maybe ASU Should we hockey, turn our attention maybe somewhere we, else? And, and you see that, not just at the collegiate level, but how how much is the NHL growing in terms of the United States mm -hmm. and kids growing up wanting to play hockey, right? Like, you're trying to get your foot in the door, I feel like, so much quicker than all of the other universities. Now, whether that works, whether it doesn't down the line is what it is, and it's you know yet to be seen. But I think that's kind of what they're going for in terms of ASU hockey. Now, it would be a little bit different of a conversation in my mind if you were investing in like a new tennis, like a new tennis facility. Right. Hockey is one of those sports it, that a major can, sport. it can turn into a major revenue sport. It, it has for universities, maybe in different climates that have been investing in hockey for however many years, uh, like the Minnesotas of the world. Uh, 
I just think that this next AD hire, whoever it is, ooh, they have a tough task ahead of them. Because look, you've you've already got like the table is set, right? You can't change anything. You, you're not going to come in and you're not going to cut four to five sports to get yourself down to other schools in the Big 12. ASU's at 26 varsity sports. The next closest is U of A at 22. Yeah. Most are under 20. Like only four in the new Big 12 are above 20 varsity and sports. And there are some that don't even have major sports. Like Colorado, I don't believe, even has a baseball team. Yeah, Colorado only has 16 varsity sports. I'm not sure if they have a baseball team or not, but I've never heard anything about Colorado no, baseball. They don't. So. Colorado does not have a baseball team, which nationally baseball should be considered a it's, major yeah, revenue. Yeah, it absolutely should. And I think that if if you're this new hire coming in, you have to find the balance of how do I keep all of the smaller sports happy? How do I keep them around for the people that are already there and that have invested their life into this while at the same time making sure I have the funding, I have the resources, I have the time and the energy to put it towards the sport that 10 years down the line, if you invest in it right – like Ray Anderson said, this program should perennially be a top 25 program. If you're a top 25 program in the country, you have people coming in through your doors. You have people in the Big 12 traveling. You know how much of a destination Tempe is going to be in the Big 12 if ASU is good? For just football alone, people are going to die to come out here yeah. in the middle of October. They are just going to. So you need to set yourself up. And not have a repeat season like this year, which would be hard to do. But like, look, you got to fix this. You have to. You have to find a way to take. You hear the desperation? No, in his voice right now. Like, no, because I see what Carbon sees. Where if ASU football does not turn this around, ASU is going to be the program that they're going to start cutting sports that shouldn't be cut, and it's not going to be hockey. I'll tell you that. It's going to be your triathlon team. It's going to be your tennis team. It's going to be. These other sports that, like, I've met people who do this. Like, I know people who do this stuff. Like, it means a lot to them. And ASU giving them a platform and an ability to go out there to do it is a really big deal. They're competing at a high you level. You don't want to be the assholes that cut that sport when they're doing well because usually they're doing well. But if you have no choice, if it's either fund football, which is not making as much money as it should. But football or will funds- always have money. No, but but what you're but what I'm saying is, like, if you can't float the budget and you're not making enough money in football— to cover everything, your money is going back there. My my like, my only thing, and I don't mean to interrupt you on that. No, this, my, my only thing on that is football. Like I said, we'll always have money. There will always be donors for football. There will always be people that want to come to Arizona State to play football. That will never end, just based off of the way that collegiate sports work. My my thing is, again, at a it Arizona State hasn't been where they're trying to get it for the last how long now? Long time. Right. So the idea that in this day and age now where finances, their importance are maybe not even more, maybe the the importance of like NIL isn't necessarily something that is growing. It is more on display now than ever. Right. Like, let's be real. Everybody's been sliding checks for a while now at these big universities, paying players, playing playing coaches extra what? families like it is it is what it is it's it's happened for a long long time and it's going to continue to happen for a long long time whether it's on the books or whether it's not now in terms of getting people to buy in to something like this it starts at the top it starts with a ray anderson it starts with a michael crow and do people believe in them do people believe in the mission do people believe that these are the people that are going to lead arizona state athletics back to where they should be or back to where people want them to be. And I think that's the big question. I think there's a lot of people that in terms of Ray, the the answer was absolutely not. And you saw the moment that he left or, you know, resigned the increase in the Sun Angel Collective. Oh, it was it was massive. I, look, I wasn't here for the show when Ray Anderson got got fired, resigned, whatever. Biggest regret of my life because I would have loved to dance. I party with you guys, all that stuff. But he was holding this school back, even if you don't have a problem with him personally. I know people who say he's a very nice person who has he's been, been very, on the show, who's been very good to the people who work with and for him. All that stuff can be true. And at the same time, you're just not getting it done. And look, even if he is a scapegoat, that's fine, because if getting rid of the scapegoat brings in 
however much money it's going to yeah, bring right. in for, for football to get players here that need to be here so this program can be what it needs to be, that's fine. That's okay. That's the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, if ASU does not figure out something soon and this football program does not turn around soon, like I see what Cartman is saying. And I understand that this luxury that ASU has built for itself in having 26 varsity sports while only being like 34th in public uh, revenue for athletic departments, which is not great for somebody with that many sports. That's it's just not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. And you don't want to be even more of a laughing stock when it comes to stuff. And if you just start cutting programs like flies, man, yeah. like it's it's an awful, terrible look, especially for a new AD. If they have to do it like three, four years in, like you think that AD is going to keep their job? No. All I'm saying, and we're going to continue this conversation throughout the show because, again, I think it is really interesting. I think there's a lot of people in the chat that have some really unique perspectives that I want to get to. But just another thing to keep in mind, just because you spend the money doesn't mean you are going to reap the benefits. Also true. Just because you spend X amount of money on football doesn't mean you're just going to poof, have a 10 win team like doesn't doesn't work like that. What did we just see at what Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher? How much money do they owe Jimbo? Like 70 something million dollars over the next blank amount of years just because you spend the money doesn't necessarily mean it's going to pan out but that is where i think it comes into play where you believe in if we're just talking football right yeah. you believe in the coaches that are running the program now you believe in what they're building and what they're trying to get players in here for like yeah kenny probably was not going to be at the top of a lot of people's head coaching lists when he was out then about last uh, summer but at the same time he's perfect for asu yeah. And and I do think that if you give him the resources, if you give him the toys to play with, he can make a very, very good football team. Like I'm not concerned about that. A little bit more concerned on the basketball end, especially because facilities on that side is a hard, hard, yeah. hard draw for players. But if they get their money right, like you don't want a $240 million dollar loss like U of A, okay? You don't want to be in that. You don't want to be making billboards. You don't want it to go missing. Okay, you don't want that. Okay, so figure it out. I don't know. It's not my job. I'll just complain about it either way. Just figure it out. We will continue this conversation. I do, before we move on, I want to say I totally disagree with you in terms of Kenny Dillingham not necessarily being a hot name on people's coaching radars. No, he's not like he wasn't like Oregon. No, he was like, but I think he was a hot name, but at the same time, it wasn't like this guy is going to get whatever job he walks into. It's Kenny Dillingham. Like, we'll never know. Hey, we'll never know. know. Arizona State. Came, they got him, they got their guy. We're going to continue this conversation. And while we're talking about finances and making money, ASU could definitely use a lottery win. And I'm sure a lot of you at home would love to win on some holiday scratchers from Arizona Lottery. They make last-minute shopping easy, and they make a perfect gift. Not to mention there are scratchers for everybody on your list. Dad, mom, brother, cousin, aunt, uncle, Eric, we could go down the list. There's a holiday <laughs> scratcher for absolutely everybody. And they start at just a dollar. Imagine just a dollar with top prizes going up to half a million dollars. That would definitely change some lives out there. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Here's how you decide if you should buy somebody a holiday scratcher for a gift. It's one really simple question. Do they like money? I mean, look, if they like if they like money, which it's hard to find somebody who doesn't. I'd actually like to meet somebody who doesn't like money. Look, if we want to talk about capitalism and money and all that stuff and we can get there. But I, I, I'll take I'll take some I'll take some money. I, I might have to get, day. I'm going to have to get myself some uh, some lottery tickets. This is my own gift. I'm going to gift myself. You know what? I, that's that's my holiday Christmas gift myself. Yourself. Some some holiday Treat scratchers, yourself, man. Treat you know, yourself. I I would like to to treat myself and get some new floors. I can't because I live in an apartment and that's I fair. can't redo the floors. That's fair. But if you could have the conversation that I've had with <laughs> with my fiance Megan about the floors that we have and how much we would like to change them and just change the place that we're in, like we would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. And if you have the chance to do that, if you have a home or some place that you need new flooring. You want to go to Empire today, not just because they have the best service and you're going to get your new flooring fast. And of course, they have copycats out there that try to do the same thing. But something that they give you that nowhere else is giving you is the ability to view 
your flooring and to see what it would look like in your house before you even pay for it, yeah. before you even get it installed. Because the last thing you want is to invest a lot of money that you want off of the AZ lottery ticket into some flooring and that flooring comes back poorly done cheaply done and it just doesn't look good well with empire you are not going to have to deal with that they keep shopping for floor simple with a curated product selection their philosophies to help you find what you need but not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes because you ever walk into the wall at some uh, hardware store and you see all the paint colors and you're like oh is it eggshell one or eggshell six or you don't have to deal with that when it comes to Empire. They pride themselves on convenient shop-at-home services. They help a new customer shop for floors when they use their floors. They can see exactly what they look like before you have to buy it. Schedule your free in-home estimate today. That's right, free. And the best part about all of this is for listening to this wonderful show, you get $350 off when you use promo code P-H-N-X, the four best letters in the alphabet. Restrictions do apply, so go ahead and see empiretoday.com slash P-H-N-X for details. All right, let's go ahead and continue this conversation as it relates to the financials at Arizona State and some of these revenue sports, non-traditional revenue sports. I want to get to, uh, Sharon had a comment a little bit earlier in the chat where she said, I really hope we find an amazing athletic, athletic director that is going to set the tone for how we move forward from here and then yeah. Danny in the chat, they should have renovated DFA first instead of building mullet. Don't get me wrong, I love hockey, but DFA has been in a rough shape for 20 plus years. That's Look, that's an interesting comment, right? Because we are beyond that now. We, we're, it's no longer if you should renovate DFA or you should build mullet. Now we are years past that. Mullet Arena is what it is. It's thriving, ASU hockey thriving up to number 12 in the polls. Uh, they've had a phenomenal start to the season and they look like they've actually started to gain a lot of traction nationally and locally, uh, even among students, you see the the idea, again, the we're a hockey school, right? Like, again, there's the jokes behind it, and then there's the truth behind it, right? Like Arizona State hockey certainly um, taking the nation by storm, and then you look at ASU volleyball, ASU volleyball in the NCAA tournament, right? A number five seed, they're number 18 in the rankings on a national scale. Um, First-year head coach winning Pac-12 coach of the year, again, to non-traditional revenue sports, uh, but traditional non-revenue sports um, for Arizona State that have an impact beyond finances, right? You, you, if let's let's assume, and this is a, this is going to be a tough question. I want to get to Danny's DFA comment, and we will do that after this. But if you're in that position, and you're you're the athletic director, and let's say you've got the green light from the president to kind of make any decision that you want here, okay. You can choose to dump the funding for volleyball and you could dump the funding for triathlon, longtime national champion. And you could put that funding into a new arena for DFA. Or you could put that funding toward the Sun Angel Collective for football, right? Like that's 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 the conversation now. <sighs> is yeah. like at some point potentially a decision will have to be made. Right, if 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 what Cartman is saying is true, so would you make that decision? Would you would you would I, if you if were in I charge? Was put in that, if I was put in that spot, you're cutting volleyball, you're cutting triathlon, uh, just for the funding, not for the guarantee that football is going to be good or that a, the a new arena is going to somehow magically get recruits to come to ASU. Ooh, you're going to make me sound evil. Oh, you're going to make me sound evil because I because you're going to cut them because I don't want to make that decision, but like. If I'm put in that position and that's the hand that I'm dealt, which I'm 100% doing everything in my power to avoid, look, if you're in that position, your football and your basketball programs probably need some help and specifically basketball for DFA. I think my whole pitch would be DFA can become more than just a basketball and a volleyball you know, arena. And it can be though. That, it, that's like, what you're saying. Right, it can. It, that's the thing. It can, it can be and we need the money to do that and there's no way we get there. Let's just pretend I'm sitting down with the two heads of these these programs and i'm, I'm okay. telling them how it let's is, do right? it me and danielle okay all right That's, okay. you're having this conversation okay. danielle you're running volleyball i'll go ahead and i'll run triathlon okay listen guys we love what you have done for the university mm -hmm. we truly appreciate it and we would do everything in our power and have mm -hmm. in order to keep you guys around 
your success has been unparalleled. Uh, we have loved everything you guys have stood for, especially for Sun Devil Nation. Mm -hmm. However, unfortunately, with our books and with our numbers, it's just not something that I feel like we could keep funding these programs to the best ability and to keep them top tier. And I would rather not have them slowly deteriorate over time and have people be upset. So here's our plan, okay? We're cutting those two sports for now because we have no choice, okay? Mm -hmm. There's going to be no reinstatement day, anything like that. But I will tell you, we're putting that money into DFA. We're going to renovate it. We're going to see what that does for all of our programs that are still going to be around and bring some more money in. And as soon as we can expand yet again and make sure that we are getting you guys the money and the resources that you need to run a successful program, we will do that. But until then, we just can't cut it. So you're, you're cutting triathlon in yeah. volleyball is what we're hearing i i have no choice if i had a choice i would choose not to do it so you're a pretty good salesman i vehemently disagree what are what <laughs> not, even, not even in this little little game that we're playing i vehemently disagree but you had me thinking what are what are we supposed to tell the the athletes on the current roster or is that a conversation you're having? I'll have it with because as as the, as the, the head fake, coach as here, the fake AD who's in this position and will never actually have to do it. I'll have so you're go you're gonna go you're gonna have a team. You know what? I and you're gonna tell. I, I'm gonna meet with them all individually. And, that's, and that's what I owe them. Hey, whoever the new AD is, if you want to bring me in and get some notes, like let's make that. And happen. the recruits, the recruits that have already taken visits to Arizona State and have already received offers you're going to sit down with them and their families to let them know as well that this program i mean i'm going to sit and, down. and their dream to come to arizona well, I'll state i'll tell you what i'll sit everybody down and i'll say this okay here's the number x okay x is the number so they're a number if there's a number that we need to get to that we're not at in order to keep these programs around okay mm -hmm. if we are able to get to that number through either nil donors for these specific sports family funding anything like that if we can find that number, we keep them around. This is not a personal choice. This is <laughs> you're giving me this look like, dang, dude. Like you're no, no. The, I'm just I'm I'm like, like this is this is like the uh, a real conversation, right? Like no, you, you're is. the athletic director here, and and you're sitting across from the the coach of whatever sport running this program, and you're like, hey. So you're going to tell these athletes that you're going to tell these coaches that you're going to yeah. tell like you need to go. You need to talk you to all to, of the well, assistants. The if you're going to if you're going to get to the point where you're cutting because this is not on the coach. No, 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 no. The, the, look, I'm going to say now I'm going to say, first of all, this is Ray Anderson's fault. Let's get that out of the way. Second as of all, new athletic director. director, I'm going in there and I'm saying, listen, this is not my fault. OK, <laughs> no. OK, look. I think that I, I I would just have to go out there and I would just have to say and I would I would meet with everybody individually because if you are at the point where you're the athletic director and you're coming in and you're cutting these sports that have been successful and that have been great for your school and you you literally don't have a choice, which I'm assuming like that's the case. You're not just going to cut these to cut these. You need to sit down with every single athlete and you need to explain to them exactly what happened. And honestly, like get some of your non-sports funding money and say, we will so like honor your scholarship. Well, and this is, we this will is, so pay for your education. We just can't put millions of dollars into something that doesn't bring that back right now. And again, that, that is all fine and well, and you get pressed again. That's why I'm trying to press you that's here because fine. I, that's, as, as, <laughs> as, again, as the coach, at least in my mind, it would be like, okay, two things. Where is that money going? Yeah. Why is our funding being cut and where is it going? I need a direct answer. Mm -hmm. And you would say? I would say that money is going directly into a revamping of Desert Financial Arena. Okay. Directly. Okay. It's not going to go to pay a corner to come in from the state of California. Okay. It's not going to go and to pay a basketball recruit. It's not uh -huh. going to go into any just one. For facilities. It's not going to go to one major sport. It's going to go towards something that will hopefully elevate our entire sports and athletic program. and something that should have been done way earlier <clears throat> in the prior regime. But for mine, for what I can do in the, the hand that I've been dealt, look, D DFA is, is, a, is a sinking ship. The only thing good about it is they're presenting sponsor. That's it, okay? Like, the chairs are falling apart. The court is falling apart. The lockers are terrible. Like, the like the, the water fountains don't work in yeah. there. It's just, it's not, it's not safe. It's not good. It's not a great look for us and for our athletic department. And it's also not a great look cutting sports. But if we have to choose, I'm not going to let DFA turn into 
dust and while the triathlon team runs like i can't do that not only runs but wins national titles right okay but, so okay, you're you're saying how much money no, does a national I, title this, bring is, in, this is this is why right? i'm pressing this is why i'm pressing. pressing well you you can you can argue that you could argue how much money does a triathlon national championship bring right and then you can also make the argument that you can't necessarily quantify how much a national championship in any particular sport means in terms of national exposure I mean, but no i think like it, you can't look, quantify that you can quantify it for the major sports because you have numbers and stuff but for major up. sports right but that's but that's what i'm saying is like like a national championship in tennis a national championship in golf a national championship in triathlon look for me personally like i'm all about that i'm not trying to get rid of that but like you but kinda, you are no but you have to you are getting who's rid of talking it. right now who is talking <laughs> is it me is it the ad you are who's the ad talking? you are one okay if i'm stepping out of that for a second okay if i'm stepping out of that all i'm saying is that there are two separate conversations here and there's one conversation that that nobody wants to have or to admit and even myself there's a money conversation and then there's a sports conversation the problem is there's that little bit of middle ground in that Venn diagram that's where we're sitting where if you don't have enough money the sports go away it is not an argument against any sports or any athletics in fact it's an argument for them because you want to have the money for that. But if you don't have the money for it and it's going to hurt all your other major programs for it, you have to stop the bleeding at some point. Yeah, you already got cut, but are you just going to let it get infected and bleed out? Or are you going to bandage that thing up, get your arm back to as good as possible, and then go from there? Look, it, ASU, they did it to themselves, okay? Ray Anderson did it to himself. The athletic department did it to themselves. That's the reality that you're facing. You can't change that. Okay, Dr. Ruby. You can't that's, change that's, that, okay? Look, the, the last question I'll, I'll press you as we get back into our action okay, roles no, I'm, here I'm, for I'm a second. Okay, I'm an AD again, okay. And again, this, this is, I'm, I'm trying to take this on as if I were legitimately this coach. And if, if you told me you cut a sport that consistently competes in national championships, that consistently wins national championships, that mm -hmm. consistently brings new athletes to Arizona State, and you're saying, hey, I'm going to go spend this money at DFA, how many sports now use dfa right because wrestling to my knowledge uses dfa every now and then i do believe that gymnastics uses mullet i believe wrestling at certain points use mullet unless i'm mistaking uh, volleyball uses dfa so you're using the money for triathlon tennis whatever sport you want to use and the final question that i would ask you here is so you're saying that the renovations at the basketball arena are more important than this sport entirely to Arizona State. Now, there's a difference between importance. That, I'm just saying that would be the question. And I'm saying, look, no. No. Okay. But at the same time, importance doesn't pay bills. Okay? Like, but that's what you're arguing. No. You're arguing that arguing, the importance does pay bills. No. What I'm, what I'm arguing is that you can have something that's important that doesn't make any money. Like the Postal Service, the United States Postal Service, doesn't make crap. Yeah. Okay? But it's one of the most important things in the entire world because it keeps people connected. All right. My argument, which by the way, if I'm cutting sports, volleyball and triathlon are not at the top of my list. <laughs> I will put that out there as well. But saving his ass over here. No. Okay. Look, I'm I'm sorry, but like I'm cutting like lacrosse. Okay. Before I'm cutting the national champions. Like I'm just okay. My last point for renovating DFA over keeping whatever sports is that if you renovate DFA, you now have a concert venue at one of the largest, biggest schools that is also known for its social life in the entire country, okay? Talk about number one in innovation. You know how to innovate a little bit more money into your program? Host some freaking concerts at DFA. You know what nobody wants to do right now? Have a concert at DFA. I don't think you could have a concert. Exactly. Like you just you can't do that. I don't that. think you could have a fucking talent show. And 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 at that place. And uh Mountain America uh, Credit Union Stadium, Frank Cush Field as I'd like to call it. Uh you can't you can't have money making events in there really either. It's just not the proper proper size and if you're going to host it at a football stadium, you're going to host it in Glendale. So I'm just like I'm sitting here and I like like we're saying like I'm trying to get in there and I'm trying to figure out okay what the heck is going on and where does this money go and if I have no choice but to cut a couple sports or renovate DFA if like those are my only two options I'm choosing renovating DFA with the idea that once I make my money back 
from that, which might take a couple years, we're going back to what we were doing, which is expanding. But, but we're making sure we can get there first. We're making sure we have the money for it first instead of doing it the other way around, which is why this conversation is even happening. In the and it's hard. Place. It's hard, right? And I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying if you're an athlete, you're a coach, you are a fan and you're listening to that and you're saying, you know what? We're going to cut this now, but give me four years and we're going to put it right back right. on the map. That's, Guess what? If I'm a 20 year old athlete at Arizona state and I've got one year of eligibility left, you telling me that you're cutting my senior season so that you can go put new pipes and seats at a basketball arena. That's not going to sit well with me. It right? shouldn't. And again, this is, I'm not trying to sit here and say that there's right or wrong. I'm saying when it comes down to this argument of numbers in sports, it is so much deeper in reality, it is so much deeper whether somebody is right or wrong when it comes to numbers. Like the Chris Cartman argument. He's right with his numbers, right? He's absolutely right with his numbers. Yeah. Yes, hockey is becoming a revenue sport at Arizona State if it's not already. But it is not just a black and white argument of, you know what, we've got to invest our money in football and we got to, if if need be, we got to tell these other sports to go get lost. Well, that, and that's Because it is- impacts more than just your checkbook. Right. And if you're like, if you're sitting there and you're cutting these sports, like you are cutting them because they got added too early or they got added to a point where they weren't focusing on the right thing to make money, right? And at the end of the day, if you're the new AD, that's not your decision. And maybe you can get away with it. Maybe you can. But we're talking about pocketbooks. Heck, we're talking about DFA. Like I mentioned, the only good part about Desert Financial Arena is the fact that Desert Financial <laughs> is the presenting sponsor. Now, they're the official real retail banking partner of Arizona State University. And for more than 80 four years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest and most trusted local credit union. I can tell you from personal experience, this is not just an ad read for me. I've been using Desert Financial. It's my only bank. I started in high school. I'm only credit union, not a bank. But I started in high school and I have been with Desert Financial since their name was different, okay? And they have been fantastic to me and they can be fantastic for you. Now's the time to show your ASU team spirit. They do have ASU-specific Visa debit cards, which is awesome if you're just trying to be like, hey, I'm walking around Mill, I'm walking around Tempe, I'm gonna put my card down somewhere, bang. Like, I, I'm repping ASU. Like, people know what's going on. That's what he does. He just, he just hits the clubs. Just uh, yeah, you know me. I'm, hits oh, yeah. you with that Sun I'm Devil Mr. Party Sparky animal. card. And you know what? Mr. Party Animal needs his Visa card to have Arizona State on. It, okay, look, now's your time to show your ASU team spirit. Open a free checking account online. And guess what? You want to hit the clubs? You want to hit mill? You want to donate to the NIL to keep volleyball around? You get 200 free dollars, okay? Plus your choice of three Arizona State University Visa debit cards. Go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. Look, while Eric over here. Out, I want to point out that that was probably the smoothest transition. That was a flawless ad read. Um, maybe PH and X history. Look, Take it. Thank while, you. while Eric's over here just throwing his money around at clubs and nails and <laughs> bars and you know just being totally irresponsible, I'm over here. I'm trying to save even more money with Circle K and their new free membership program. Maybe the extra money that I'm making, whether that be with some of the scratchers or the free money that I'm getting uh, signing up with Desert Financial Credit Union, I'm throwing it at the great deals that they have over at Circle K. That is right. America's third shop, PHNX's third shop, my third right. third shop, everybody's third shop. And like I said, they're going to help you guys save money every single day. You could save three cents per gallon every day. Hands down, going to add up. And you can also save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. So you see the immediate return. Not to mention, you're going to get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. We're talking pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. I don't know about you, but that sounds damn good. And I start my day, seriously, every single day, rain or shine, I started at a Circle K. I grab myself an energy drink. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to function. I'm especially not going to be able to do a show with an athletic director over here who's just cutting he sports sh- left and right. He had a shotgun and energy drink before coming on here just I really to did. make it the end. I really did. Guys, join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Go ahead and visit circlek.com for details. Eric, obviously this is a conversation that I think we could probably go on for hours. I think we buy I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh I think we did a lot more than I expected. Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. We did. So I I, I want to because we do we do have one more thing that we're gonna get into. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, just any final thoughts on an ongoing conversation, something that I think throughout the entire time uh that this athletic director search is gonna go on in the first few months, few years of this new athletic director is probably going to be a point of conversation when you switch conferences, which is a major thing. You see the continued evolution and growth of the transfer portal, NIL. Specifically, I saw a report this morning that Cam Ward, the Washington State quarterback, again, I can't confirm whether it's it's true or not, but was has already been offered 
a million dollars plus to go play at another university. That's Mind so you, this crazy. is a college kid. This is a college quarterback. Again, I can't they, confirm they whether it's true though. or not. Like, I saw uh, I saw something on, on social media about it. Uh, but again, you're looking at that kind of money and it's only going to grow, right? Yeah. You see major sports constantly, the salary cap is being moved. You see new position groups setting the market for uh, NFL salaries specifically. Like this is only going to continue to grow. So just what are your final thoughts uh, on something that is constantly going to be changing? Figure this shit out. Like, I'm glad it's not like, all jokes aside, I'm really glad I'm not the one actually making this decision. Yeah, why do you think I asked you all the questions today? <laughs> I, think I, okay. I think I did okay. No, you did, you did, you did. okay. No, but look, at the same time, all I'll say is this. The absolute most important thing and the thing that is crucial to not have these conversations in the end is for whoever gets hired to not only get hired fast, but to get working on this fast. Yeah. Because if you can figure this out early and you can stop this bleeding early enough, you might not have to have those uncomfortable conversations. Your, your legacy as an AD will not be great if you're known for just cutting athletics. For whatever reason, if you're known for cutting sports, that's not great. So figure this shit out. I don't, figure it out. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it, it's not your fault. New AD, whoever you are, maybe not I'll yet. throw my name in the ring. Not but yet. like, just easier said than done. Figure it out. That's yeah. the only thing I'll say. Like, I, I don't think there's there's certainly one part of this that I don't think you can argue in that regardless of what happens down the line that these conversations are difficult they're tough and like I said they're not black and white right I know there's people in there you can't argue with math well you you tell, I would you, love to argue with you math. you go I hate math. you you sit down once you've decided that the math can't be argued and you have that conversation with people's families students um, many of whom will never play the sport that they came to this university to ever play again. What a cry. Oh my um, God. But it's true. It, it's, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond numbers. And that's why I think this is a tricky conversation that I think is certainly worth having. And you bring up the point of, you know, a, a large part of whatever the athletic director, the next athletic director at Arizona State needs to do. I think there is a, a consensus that the new athletic director needs to make DFA or a new basketball arena a priority for Arizona State, for Bobby Hurley, moving to the Big 12 for potential recruits, for potential transfers. Regardless, I want to transition and start talking about the current Arizona State basketball team and how they figure in this Pac-12 power rankings. Now that we are a few weeks into the college basketball season, Eric, I will let you kick these Pac-12 power rankings off. What do you have cooking? My favorite thing about all this is that nobody except for U of A, UCLA have played literally anybody. They have not played nobody. So it is kind of hard to to make a definitive ranking. Obviously, look, I got U of A up top. I, nobody wants to hear it, especially on this show. Like, I understand. But at the same you time... You just love pissing people off. You just, you just, you can't argue with it. And I can't sit up here and be stupid, okay? Wins over Duke and Michigan State. Those are arguably the two best wins in the entire pack. And the Duke win is arguably the best win in the entire year for any team. Yeah, no, it is. So that is, that is huge. And I, you could go Colorado second. The reason why I personally go UCLA second, even though the record isn't there, is just because they've actually played top teams. Now, granted, they lost. They lost to number four Marquette, 71 to 69. Super close game. Then they lost to number 11 Gonzaga, 69-65. And in a period of time where nobody has played literally anybody, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna value that. But then going on beyond that, I've got Colorado, USC, Oregon, Washington State, Utah, ASU slotting in their eighth, Washington ninth, Stanford, Oregon State, and Cal. I thought about putting Oregon State last. I thought about dropping Oregon a little bit because of injuries. And USC, I'm still figuring out. But that that that's what I'm going with for, for right now, right this second, when I can confidently say I'm not confident because I haven't seen people play actual totally Pac-12 opponents yet. That's totally fair. I also love the little cartoon guy that you have under the yeah. Pac-12 power rankings. Danielle, is that is that what you're talking about from Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really disappointed that you guys haven't you seen, haven't seen it either? Burgers. Yeah, I've so, watched a couple so, episodes. So for those of you that don't know, there's a running joke. Um, I think it was Emma that misspelled your name. Ruby. Yeah, so yeah. So your, your name is Eric <laughs> Ruby with a B. Yes. Um, and she misspelled it because we are both dyslexic. I am very dyslexic. And uh, I honestly didn't know your name was Ruby until you said it out loud because <laughs> I am that dyslexic. So uh, 
that little guy's name is regular size Rudy. Regular size yeah. Rudy. Okay. Love that. Um, so, okay, I'll take it. Listen, I've embraced it. Okay, I've embraced the Rudy moniker. It is okay. what it is. Nobody calls me by my first name at this company either. So. We all have our own little thing. But let's go ahead and get into my Pac-12 power rankings. Pretty similar. Uh, I've got Arizona atop the conference. I don't think there's any room for debate. They're the number two team in the AP Top 25. Like Eric said, they've got a giant five-point win over Duke. That is going to be huge down the line. They've got that big six-point victory over Michigan State. Look out. Couple games. They got number one Purdue, the number 23 Alabama, the number 13 FAU. That is a stretch for any basketball team. But I'm low key kind of excited to see how Arizona competes against some of these other uh, teams on a national basis. I've got Colorado at number two. Colorado, kind of like you said, it's tough to evaluate these teams. They haven't necessarily played anybody, but. When they've won, they have won big. You look at some of their players, KJ Simpson, uh, De Silva, another guy who's been just feels like he's been playing in the Pac-12 for a damn long time. I've got UCLA at number three. They are four and two currently uh, in the record. They are tied for first in the conference, just in terms of conference record. Um, obviously, they haven't played anybody. Zero 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 zero. Uh, Marquette at number four. They lost. UCLA lost to number four. Marquette. Just a two-point loss, and they also lost to number 11, Gonzaga, uh, by four points. You figure if they win those two games, we're talking about a UCLA team in the AP Top oh, 25. If they potentially. win those games... Mm-hmm. You're talking about a Top 15 team um, if UCLA is able to get those two wins, a combined loss uh, of just six points. Kind of looking at the rest of the conference, I've got SC at four, Oregon at five, Wazoo six, Utah at seven, the Arizona State Sun Devils at number eight. Like JJ says, I've got Sam Houston tomorrow you're Bobby Hurley and company. You can't overlook a Sam Houston team the same way that I feel like Arizona State overlooked San Francisco last year. Ugh. The moment that they stepped into the AP Top 25. And you so. want to know who they have after Sam Houston? <sighs> San Francisco. That's the Zane Meeks game. JJ knows that. You got Washington at 9, Stanford at 10, Oregon State at 11, and then Cal at 12. Obviously, things are going to shake up here in the next couple of weeks, not just at the top of the conference, but really through the middle of the pack before we get into conference play. I think you are going to learn a lot about some of these teams and what they are capable. Guys, head to the comments. Let us know what you think of this week's Pac-12 college basketball power rankings. Also, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Guys, nobody does it better than them, and they offer an authentic and immersive experience, okay? You go to the zoo, you go to an aquarium, it's just like anything else, right? You're out there, you're just looking around, but when you get to an immersive one, when you get to one that's the entire experience, that's the best zoo, that's the best aquarium, the petting zoo. and this is the best kind of resort and casino guys their state-of-the-art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines 15 blackjack tables and live table games not to mention arizona's largest casino sports book head to gila river resorts and casinos and let them show you what next level is all about you do you at gila river resorts and casinos visit play for more details so one thing that i do uh, around this time every year, we talk about, oh, you do you. Uh, I'm I'm sure I'm alone in this. I indulge a little bit more in the food. The holidays. The holiday food. Like last week, how I by far and away drafted the best Thanksgiving plate. You didn't. You lost. And everybody, was, lost. everybody was talking about it. The two main topics on oh, yeah. ASU Twitter. Everybody, everybody, everybody was talking about it. Everybody, everybody was. was talking about everybody. how... Shit, your list was. Listen, <laughs> listen. Um, the greatest he list. lost. The greatest list. That's going to be it. That's a gif. He lost. <laughs> anyway, everybody was talking about it and how it, how Totri has bots vote for him. Wow, on the poll wow. We're back to that. You know We're what? back okay, to the Totri wait. bots. Before, before, before I get to, to this, this beautiful ad read that I'm in the middle of, um, I have to say this. I have a theory as to why I did lose the poll. Because um, your I list think was because, mid. So Totri has a class at ASU. Oh. And I think he gives them extra credit. He like wow. links the, the tweet in there for their assignments. He says, vote for me, screenshot it, send it to me, 0.5% bump on your grade. That's wow. that's my theory. That's, that's just, my theory. Okay, sorry, back to me being outlandish. fat. Okay, back to me being fat and eating a lot of food in the holidays. Sometimes you got to find a way to like to counteract the calories because look, I'm not... 
I'm not going to stop eating. I will put that out there right now. November, December, your boy's going to eat. And in order to do that and not get to a point where this shirt doesn't fit me anymore, got to sneak some Hero bread in there, man. Hero makes sliced breads, buns, tortillas. They're all available on Hero.co or Amazon. But you're probably asking to yourself, what makes them better than any other competitor you've used before? Um, Well, listen, you might not be counting carbs or anything like that, but the taste for hero bread and then what it does to your body in the back end is the perfect balance of good flavor and good for your body okay they're high in fiber and they're ultra low in net carbs plus zero grams of sugar per slice i don't know if you look at the packaging for a lot of foods there's a lot more sugar in there than you might think even in bread so if you need a low carb option to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints or you're just trying not to balloon for the holidays like your boy go check out hero bread right now plus they're offering listeners 10 percent off their first order just go to hero.co use the code phnx the four best letters in the alphabet and get some hero bread today that's h-e-r-o.co to save 10 percent today definitely get that done tony i see you in the chat i absolutely see you in the chat guys that is going to do it for today's phnx sun devil show if you enjoyed the content like i said off the top if you're listening leave us a five-star review tell us what you love about this podcast leave a like and if you enjoyed the content and you're ready for more give us a follow on social at phnx underscore son of you can follow me at anthony underscore toe tree you could follow my main man eric over here at eric ruby that is eric with a k you could follow dj danielle at abrica danielle and we are going to be back Wednesday with the post-game show, Arizona State basketball taking on Sam Houston. I know JJ is going to be there, so I want to see the rest of you in that chat as well. Not to mention, we've got a lovely interview for you guys that is going to be on deck. We'll tease it a little bit today, and then you'll get the full thing on Thursday. So definitely stay locked in for that. But that is going to do it for today's show. Like I said, we'll see you tomorrow. In the meantime, go Devils. Peace.